Welcome back to the Prospect League Podcast. This is your host, Ryan. Well, it's championship season again, and we have our bracket in the Prairie Land Division. We have the Alton River Dragons versus the Springfield Lucky Horseshoes. In the Great River Division, we have the Quincy Gems and Normal Corn Belters. Wabash River Division, we have Danville Dans at Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp. And rounding it out, we have Ohio River Valley Division with Chillicothe Paints and Johnstown Mill Rats. The first round is a one-game playoff to determine the champion in each division. The Prairie Land and Great River winners will advance to a one-game Western Conference Championship, while the winners of the Wabash River and Ohio River Valley Division will play a one-game Eastern Conference Championship. The conference champions will meet in a best-of-three Prospect League Championship Series to determine the 2022 Prospect League champion. And as I'm recording this on Tuesday, August the 9th, we have had our first round of wins and moves on to the next round of the bracket, which happens tonight. Illinois Valley won 11-10 versus Danville. That was a very back-and-forth game all night. Uh, I believe Illinois Valley was up 6 to nothing, and then Danville came back and tied them, and then it went ahead of them, and then Illinois Valley came back as well. So a very back-and-forth game, and it went to the last inning there, and Illinois Valley eked out that win versus Danville. He had Alex Rackus get two stolen bases during that game, which did help advance Illinois. Chillicothe beat Johnstown 16 to nothing in a shutout. Chillicothe's Nate Dorensky had two triples. Brett Carson had three RBIs. Tim Orr had three RBIs, and Cameron Bowen also had three RBIs. Brett Carson and Santrell Farmer both went 4-for-4 four four with four hits, while Nate Dorensky went 5-for-4. Four four. Joe Coffee pitcher Sebastian Escobar and Todd Bankston pitched a shutout. An amazing win there by Chillicothe and absolutely blew Johnstown away. Johnstown's been coming back uh, over the last week or two, making it to their division championship, and it just it didn't calculate into that next round there. Quincy beat Normal 6-3. to three. Quincy's Andrew Fay had three RBIs, and Hayden Moore had two stolen bases. Alton won 4-1 to one versus Springfield. The Alton River Dragons' Adam Stiltz pitched an eight-inning win, allowing just one run in the Dragons' win. Adam Stiltz has been great all year long. He's in our leaderboards for many categories with pitching, and Alton looks to continue those wins to the next round. The championship games will happen between Illinois Valley and Chillicothe, and then the Gems versus Alton. So we will update you on the website as well as the Facebook page every step of the championship, and we'll have a podcast that come out at the end of the championship. This will be the last one for the season. Every podcast after that will be updates with the league. We have some highlights from around the league for the past week, as we usually do. August 2nd, we had Champion City Kings took both games of their doubleheader versus West Virginia. West Virginia's Devin Hooper had three RBIs. Champion City Kings' Edric Padilla had three RBIs. Danville's Chase Vincent had four RBIs. And Capes Blake Burton had three RBIs. August 3rd, Danville and Lafayette was canceled. Champion City struck out 15 batters, and that was Cade Cotney, Blake Wary, and Jonathan Ray. The Pistol Shrimp's Alton Geiselman had four RBIs. Alton's Eddie King Jr. had six RBIs. The pitchers from Clinton struck out 13, and that'd be Seth Clausen, Nolan Fay, Cole Connor. Trevor Sorensen and Logan Mulholland. Springfield's Sam Antonacci had two stolen bases, and Quincy's Luke Napleton had four RBIs. August 4th, the Cape Catfish no-hit the Hoots. This is Cape's first no-hitter in team history. Colton Weber got the win with seven strikeouts. Lafayette's Mike Kuzitsky had five RBIs. Chillicothe's Tommy Taman had two doubles. 
Burlington's Lincoln Riley had two doubles. Alton's Mike Hampton had two stolen bases. Quincy's Dason Kroos had two doubles. Springfield's Brandon Hager had four RBIs. The Pistol Shrimp pitchers combined for 19 strikeouts. That was Zach Lucy. He had eight. Tucker Bougie had 11. I believe that's the highest strikeouts of the year for a single game. Clinton pitchers combined for 13 strikeouts, and that was Joe Gable. He had five. Logan Schmidt had two. Nick Gautia had three, and Tag Gullard had three. They had several rainouts, and they weren't able to be made up, so some of the rankings kind of got a little messed up. But here we are in the championship series, and it's been very exciting. Do check out PLTTV. We'll have a link there on our Facebook page for all of the live action from the games. This week's Player of the Week was a little different. So I've been with the league. This is my second year. I help with the Player of the Week. And this week we had three Players of the Week. This is the first time that I'm aware of that the Prospect League has nominated three players. Cape Catfish is Colton Weber. He's from Oral Roberts University. Pitched a complete game, no-hit shutout, going seven innings and striking out seven batters with a 0.00 ERA. Normals Cornbelters, Cy Kerber from Tennessee Tech University, pitched a complete game, striking out seven in seven innings with a 0.0 ERA. Those guys were so identical that we had to give them both the award. Uh, they had pretty much the exact same stats, the exact same strikeouts, no ERA. They both won a game. They both appeared once and went both seven innings. So I had to give that to both of those players. I didn't feel right picking one, so we went ahead and just gave it to both. Quincy's Dason Crows from Quincy University hit an astounding 650 in 20 at-bats. He knocked 13 hits, four doubles, two RBIs, and slugged 850 with a 696 on base percentage. Congratulations to all of our Players of the Week, and that does round out this year's Players of the Week. We'll go over our overall standings, and this is the this is the complete season stats here, uh, and we will look at each division. In the Eastern Conference, Ohio River Valley Division, we had Chillicothe 39-22. and 22. Johnstown was 29 and 32. They had a lot of rain games. Champion City was 23 and 34. West Virginia Miners rounding it out at 20 and 37. The Wabash River Division, Danville Dan's 40 and 18. I think they had the best record in the league. Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp, 39 and 21. Rex Baseball, 37 and 23. And Lafayette rounding it out 25 and 34. Western Conference, Great River Division. Quincy Gems, 32 29. Normal Corn Belters 31-29. Clinton Lumber Kings 28-32. And Burlington Bees 20-39. Prairie Land Division. Alton River Dragons 33-28. O'Fallon Hoots 28-32. Springfield Lucky Horseshoes 27-34. Rounding it out. Last year's championship winners. Cape Catfish 26-33. Here are your overall Prospect League attendance numbers. Still there in first place and rounding it out for the year. Clinton Lumber Kings, they had 60 games played with an average of 2,546 per game with a total attendance of 76,402. Chillicothe Paints, they had 61 games played, 64,072 attendance, and an average of a little over 2,000 per game. Third place, Lafayette Aviators, 59 games played with a 44,511 attendance with an average of 1,500 per game. Go ahead and get last place there. West Virginia Miners, 57 games played with a total of 9,712 with an average of 359 per game. Here are your 2022 Prospect League leaders. 
Hitting, batting average, we have Tucker Bougie from Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp with a 364 average. Blake Burris with Alton River Dragons, 359. Alec Brunson, Rex Baseball, 354. Tim Moore, Chillicothe Paints, 350. And Joe Alcorn, Johnstown Mill Rats, 344. Runs batted in, Alex Brunson, Rex Baseball, 59. David Miller, Rex Baseball, 53. Tim Moore, Chillicothe, 51. Eddie King Jr., Alton River Dragons, 50. And Tucker Bougie, Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp with 49. Home runs, Eddie King Jr., Alton River Dragons, 15. Alec Brunson, Rex Baseball, 12. Kevin Santiago, Burlington Bees, 10. Patrick Clohizzi, O'Fallon Hoots, 10. Trey Higgins, the third. Danville Dans, 10. And I'm going to go ahead and continue this because we did have a six-way tie with 10 home runs. We had Luce from Quincy Gems with 10. David Miller from Rex with 10. Edric Padilla from Champion City Kings with 10. So three-way tie there for home runs with 10. That's actually quite a bit. Last year, it was pretty steep after the first-place guy. So this year, we had a lot of great hitters from around the league. Stolen bases, of course, Blake Burris with Alton River Dragons of 47 broke that stolen bases record and then added some. Christopher Hall from Cape Catfish, 37. I thought he was going to get a little bit more than he did. He had spurts of stealing three or so uh, stolen bases a game. And he kept up right with Burris until the very end. Jackson Chatterton from Normal Corn Belters with 34. Farmer from Chillicothe with 32. And Eddie King Jr. from Alton River Dragons with 31. He also had spurts of uh, stolen bases where he'd steal two, three, and four bases a game. Here are your pitching leaders. ERA. Curtis from Springfield Lucky Horseshoes with 2.86. Adam Stilts, Alton River Dragons, 3.98. Lockwood from Champion City Kings, 4.04. And Phipps from Champion City Kings with a 5.62. Wins. Adam Stilts, Alton River Dragons, 6. Nick Lollifin from Chillicothe Paints with 6. Lockwood from Champion City Kings with 6. And then there's like a 10-way tie with 5. Strikeouts. Jared Herzog, Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp with 75. Curtis Lockwood from Champion City Kings with 73. Jigyung Kim. Lafayette Aviators for 72. Weatherly from Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp with 71. And Learson from Danville Dance with 67. Last year we had Ryan Ironman from the Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp that broke our record with 109. He's uh, pitching for the Northwoods League uh, at the moment. Saves with Garrett McLean from Rex Baseball with 7. Tompkins from Danville Dance with 6. Noah Bush with Alton River Dragons with 6. We had a, uh, a tie there with five with several players as well. And that rounds out your prospect league leaders for this year. Uh, I want to say that a lot of our players, both pitching and hitting, were very good this year. Doing the prospect league player of the week, oftentimes we had to uh, really microscope and really, really look at the little bitty details with each one of these guys on their stats because it was so close. Many of the guys, I know this past week, I had, I believe we had six or seven players that had a zero ERA, so uh, and that pitched, you know, a pretty good amount of innings. So it was incredibly hard this year, um, more so than last year, I believe, uh, picking those players of the year of the week because we had so many really good players. And as you remember from the draft, we had several guys that were current players from the prospect league actually get drafted in the MLB draft. So that just goes to show you that the Prospect League is not to be played with. We're a major contender here with the Collegiate Woodbat League. 
We had several current players on our current teams, as well as over 20 players either signed or drafted during the MLB draft. It's amazing uh, to, for me anyways, to be uh, covering these guys and seeing them get picked. As a lifelong baseball fan, it's, a, it's an honor for me to be able to report on these guys and get to see their careers blossom to the next step. So that catches you up with all the highlights and championship news from around the league. Remember, next podcast covers the championship, and that'll come out right after the championship series ends. So remember, we'll catch you at the ballpark. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>